Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49 er Faithful UK show. A little bit later than usual with the final regular season review show. First week back at work for myself and it's been a bit manic to be honest. Um, tonight I'm joined by Naji Karat, Paul Hope and Gareth Ellis. Happy New Year fellas. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. All the best fellas. Hopefully it's going to be better than 2020. <laughs> all, all around, not just 49 of football but all around let's hope it's going to be yeah. a bit better than 2020. Um, because that was a year for the ages, certainly. Yeah, for sure. We're not starting right, but um, hopefully this this new lockdown will give us a good spring and summer so we can finally barbecue and go out and see friends and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And, and like I said at the, the end of the last episode, definitely stay safe. So mm. since the last episode, even though I, I no longer have the live virus, I have noticed that some of the symptoms are returning. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, and from what I've read, you, you could still experience these. Um, well, reading about it, some people haven't actually gotten rid of these uh, symptoms, even though mm. they had COVID eight, nine months ago. So that's a little bit worrying. Um, so I'll, I'll give you some um, examples. Uh, sense of smell isn't, still, isn't back fully still. Can't smell garlic at all. Oh, wow. Which is strange because I can smell coffee just as uh, strongly as I could always smell coffee. Um, but yeah, can't smell garlic at all. Can't taste garlic either. So that's very strange. And then yeah. um, last week on Friday, uh, I was hit by one of these bouts of extreme fatigue again, um, which I had the very first week. I, I was tested positive for COVID. And basically twice on Friday, I had to actually go down and lie down during the working day because I couldn't hold my head up. I was that oh. tired. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've still got some of these symptoms lingering over us. Um, with any luck, these will go away and I'll get full use of me, uh, full sense of my smell back. But yeah, I just thought that would be interesting to let you know from somebody that's actually had COVID that yeah. it's not just the initial week or two where you, you do feel really rotten. Um, but later on, it, it still hangs about with some of the symptoms. Um, one of the other things as well, I'm still getting really... Um, aching pains in my joints and my muscles as well every now and again um and and that was one of the the symptoms of covid as well or the, the side effects the long-term effects of covid so again hopefully that kind of goes as well um i don't really want to be stuck with that for the rest of my life <laughs> anyway on that cheery note <laughs> let's briefly discuss there uh, the final regular game of the season against the Seattle seahawks it was a bit of a nothing game for us, although it did risk uh, draft position. But as we all quite rightly said in the uh, the preview game, we'd rather beat the Seahawks than, mm -hmm. than maybe get one or two uh, places in the draft. As it happens, we did actually move up three spots because of uh, obviously our result and other results. So we're now sitting at 12th in the uh, the draft this year. So that, that's quite a good position to be in, given some of the players that have been picked 12th in the history of the draft. So True. quite quite happy with that. And to be honest, I was quite happy with the way we played Seattle. I actually thought Seattle were quite lucky. And considering they were a team that actually had something to play for, i.e. Yeah. a higher seeding within within the playoffs, I think we were the better team. I think 
we were yeah, very absolutely. unlucky to be beat by them. Um, and I, I'm sure we'll talk about, uh, could you call it the highlight? Yes, it probably is a highlight. Um, we'll talk about the one highlight, and we all know who it's going to be as well. <laughs> so with that in mind, uh, Nazi, do you want to kick us off and tell us what you thought of the Seattle Seahawks game? Yeah, I think uh, I think you I think you touched on on it uh, pretty in good details here. We we were the better team considering what we had on the field displayed uh, in terms of talent. Um, and well, as you said, we'll go back to the one talent that that we have and keep showing how good he is. Um, apart from him, we really didn't have much um, to show for uh, on offense anyway. And yet, the game was. Very close, and I think with a better QB in the center, we could have we could have won that game fairly easily. Which, as you said, for a team going to the playoffs and potentially playing for for a, a first round bye and a, and the top seed, they, they didn't look like like that at all. They didn't look like a twelve and four team, and I think uh, I think it showed last uh, yesterday or when we, they played Saturday. Um, it showed Saturday because they got knocked out, but. Yeah, um, what can we say? Our defense is absolutely stellar. Um, I think I don't, we missed everybody that we have this year, and um, I think we would have been the best defense in the league by a country mile. Um, I think all pro Fred shown all season what he what he was about and showed there again. He was the best player on the pitch. Uh, JV shut down Metcalf. Um, and, and you all know how I feel about him, but uh, Russell Wilson still makes him look good, and he didn't have any other. Um, I thought Witherspoon had a good game again. It showed that um, maybe we don't need Sherman. Um, if if we can resign him or Mosley, um, maybe that's the future to go for. It'll definitely be cheaper for us. Um, and yeah, I think we played a solid game until I think maybe our defense got a little bit tired. It's week 17 and, and then Russell Wilson decided to put the game on his back and do what he does and, and score two touchdowns really, really fast, which uh, Bethard really couldn't couldn't handle and couldn't keep up with. But yeah, let's talk let's talk offense because we've talked we, we know how defense is good and our defensive coordinator is getting I think he's the he's the guy that's getting the most interviews. Um, I believe he's basically interviewing for every team that's available out there, uh, and no doubt the the Eagles will interview him as well. I'm I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Obviously, I know Paul is going to want to talk about Kittle, uh, but I want to talk about Bathard at first because um, two times and and the broadcast. So it straight away and showed it to us pretty much on the replay. He missed two wide open touchdown. Uh, I think it was one to Kittle and one to Dwelly. Um, uh, and yeah, I think Bethard is at least as good as Mullins, maybe worse. Um, he doesn't have the turnover thing, even though he, he did have one in his game, and I think that was the difference at the end. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm on the fence on resigning him. I think having him as a scout uh, on the practice squad is probably the best he's going to give us. Um, what do you guys think, Gareth? What do you think? Yeah, I think you know we've seen it. The Bethard's quite 
quite limited, really. He, he seems to have a limited ability to process the game at speed. I mean, he's he, yeah. you know he's got an arm on him and he's he's tough. Um, yeah. And and he was he was a bit more mobile. I mean, you know, we'd we'd seen Mullins get hammered uh, plenty of times because of the problems with the O line, and and at least Bethard offered. You know, we even had a couple of designed quarterback runs, which That's you true. know we haven't seen for for a while. And at least it's that's using what you know what skills Bethard does have. But yeah, uh, you know, we've seen that his his ceiling is is very low. But he he, he did seem to avoid some of the worst of the decision making when when Mullins has has tried to force the game and and thrown the interceptions. I mean, you know, he's had two games at the end there, I think, and he had six touchdowns and, and no interceptions. So in some respects, that's what you want from your backup. You're not expecting that's them true. to put the game on the back, on their back. You're expecting them to not lose the game for you. And unfortunately, you know, you could say that about, about Mullins that he did, you know, potentially lose us a couple of games because he was he was forcing it and poor decisions. Uh, you know, we, we haven't lost the games because of CJ. We haven't won them because of him either, but that's you know, it's very rare you've got a backup quarterback that's that's that good. So I thought, you know, I thought he did okay, given given what was at stake, and and obviously given, you know, Debo's out and and the struggles on the O line. Um, but yeah, it's we just look different with Kittle there. What do you think, yeah. Paul? No, I agree with um, everything both of you are saying. Like Nadji said, George Kittle. I mean, Lee referenced it at the start. The highlight of the game was that catch. I mean, wow. I think we all were just... Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I love to see that. I mean, we touched upon it in earlier shows. For me, the Seahawks is the big rivalry for me. And it was strange sitting down to watch the game. Like Nadji said, we know what our defence is about. Our defence is great. And I went into the game thinking, you know what? I'm not that bothered. Be competitive. And the way we started, and like you said, Nadji, Russell Wilson... What was it? 109 yards through the three, first three quarters of the game. Yeah, I think but, something like that. Yeah. And I think we talked about it just before the show. You know, Bethard isn't any better than Mullins, but he just seemed to have a bit more luck, didn't he, against the Seahawks? And the only difference was, unfortunately, as well as our offense played, we only put nine points up. I mean, our Hall of Fame new kicker. What a start he had. <laughs> Gotta get that reference in. But. Yeah. Similar to what you've said, Nadji, I, I wouldn't be upset not to see Bethard come back. I mean, it was just a fitting end to a miserable 2020 season for me. We've seen this movie many times before. The defence kept us in the game. We all sat at home. I mean, at one point, Lee's texting the group saying, bloody hell, Paul's got this right. We're going to win. He's got a horse to show. <laughs> and I thought, yes, we've got it. And then... I think you jinxed me, Lee. I think you wanted to take back horse on the show, so... Yeah, I think I did jinx you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts then, Lee? I completely agree about Bethard. I think um, I think he had a little bit more luck than what Mullins had. I don't think he was any better as far as um, players concerned. He, he definitely had two throws where he, he was lucky that they weren't picked off. Um, mm-hmm. He obviously had the, the fumble. And he didn't really create much more than what you'd expect Mullins to create or what Mullins has created over the season. So th- there's not much at all between the two. And I've got to be honest, even with the turnovers, I would still prefer to see Mullins in than Bethard. But there's not much difference at all. And going forward in next season, um, we- we- we'll get into this in the, uh, further into the off-season, but I firmly believe Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be QB1 next year. 
I think it's it's not just a case of uh, the, there's contract issues around that, but all the noises that's coming out of Santa Clara seems to suggest that, and and they'd be wrong not to make these noises. So it, it could be smoke and mirrors, but all the noises seems seem to suggest that they're happy to go with Jimmy for another year. Um, so I fully believe that Jimmy will be QB one. We may take a quarterback, whether or not that's in the first round, I don't know. My good feeling is we're not going to take a quarterback in the first round. So. If Jimmy's there, I would definitely like to see another quarterback. But to be honest, I'd like to see another veteran quarterback as a backup, as as opposed to just a rookie um, from the draft. But we'll wait and see what happens there. I've always said it. If Jimmy's going to be QB1 or who, whoever is QB1, I will support that decision 110%. And I will support that player. And I still believe Jimmy's got it. I, I think he can progress. I think he can continue to to improve just look at josh josh allen yeah he's had a fantastic season yeah Yeah. so there's a good example so i I think as far as we're concerned let's offload mullins let's offload bethard see the contracts are up let's have a look at something else there's got to be something else we can bring in that gives us more confidence that if jimmy does have an injury and has to take time out than then yeah, torch, we, right. we can keep somebody. We can get somebody who's not going to turn the ball over, and who can actually provide that little bit more spark on offense than what both Mullins and um, Bethard did. So yeah, yeah sure. going forward, hopefully that's that's what we do. As far as the rest of the offense is concerned, obviously that that one-handed catch by Kill. I've been thinking about it and watching it over and over again since that's, uh, since the game. And it was just unbelievable. It was fantastic to see. And I've got to be honest, when it happened, I didn't actually think he caught it. <laughs> I had to see it again in slow motion. I thought, oh, no, that's, that's got to have touched the ground. Yeah. There's no way he's kept hold of that. So that makes it even more impressive because of the fact that you think, oh, there's no way he's done that. So, yeah, it was good. Um, we ran them a lot closer than what I thought. I, I said at the start of the show, I thought it was pretty poo shown by um, Seattle. And I think it's now Very. quite interesting to, to hear some of the noise that's coming out of the Seattle fan base um, regarding their quarterback position. And there's quite a few fans saying, I think it's about time that we move on from Russell Wilson. And I think yeah. that's crazy, to be honest. I think that's absolutely crazy. Give them a decent all line, and Russell Wilson's yeah. going to get in the playoffs every season for the next five, six, seven, eight seasons. He's a fantastic quarterback. He's just been stood behind a crap O-line all the years he's played in Seattle. I think maybe it's one season that had a decent O-line. Um, yeah. But definitely for the last four or five years, it's been utter garbage. So getting rid of Russell Wilson's not the not the answer. Uh, no, and I can't I believe so. we've no, gone over to being a Seahawks podcast instead of a Niners podcast. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sure I heard no, a door shut it's, there. It's, I think it's... that was Paul going out the door. No, no, I'm, I'm still here. I'm... I'm... I'm listening. I mean, maybe Seattle are going to it's, take someone for the offensive line in the first round of the draft this year. Oh, no. oh wait, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you in there, Nancy. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I think it's interesting to talk about it because I think Wilson out of the division would be major for us. But yeah, no, th- these people are insane. He's, he's their team, right? If they they won twelve game on the back of him and nothing else. So getting rid of him makes absolutely no sense. Um, it's just a typical uh, new age football, isn't it? Where the quarterback is so in the center of the discussion that when something goes wrong, like they did against the Rams, and 
couldn't score points and couldn't do anything. Uh, all of a sudden, it's the quarterback's fault. Even though he's, he's probably top three player in the league or, or close to anyway. So, yeah, no, crazy people, they clearly know nothing about football. Well, I don't <laughs> think that's happen because I think Russell Wilson is the only reason Pete Cowell is still in that job. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I would agree with that. They haven't well. had Russell Wilson these last few years. Seattle are a four or five win team and Cowell would have been out of a job. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. he he's he's not getting rid of Russell. No, <laughs> the same way, uh, and we can talk about it because I think I think this is going to die very soon. But the same way, Deshaun Watson is never going to move out of of, of Houston. Um, people would be crazy to get rid of players like this. And I know we've talked about it on on the group, and I've seen loads of posts on the on the page. Um, it's nice to talk about it and fantasize and, you know, it's the same kind of game as what you're going to do if you win the Euro Million kind of thing. Um, but it, I don't see it happening. Um, Nick Casario is not an idiot. He, he used to be in New England. He's not Bill O'Brien. There's no way they're going to let him go, even if you give them 10 first round pick. There's no way. He's too good, too good of a QB. So I don't know what you guys think. I would love, I'd love to see him in a Niners jersey. Obviously, the guy is, he's 25. He's got, pretty much his whole career in front of him and he's he, he had the most yard this year playing on on a team that was terrible so um i mean i'd love That's to it. see him i don't know don't if he if he decides he doesn't want to play for the texans anymore if that relationship breaks down to the point where he says you know fine i'll sit on the sideline and what for however many million a year they'll have to trade him yeah. so whether yeah, they want no, that's to true. That's... down to him if if he if that relationship breaks down, which you know obviously that's the uh, uh, the point of the rumours. It's not that he's he's unhappy with anything else. It seems to be a personal, you know, relationship about the guarantees oh, that yeah. he's been told about how how he's involved in the in the decision making at the franchise, and 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 he's been marginalised. So it, yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath for it, but it is possible. Um, but let's face it, Deshaun Watson can literally. Uh, pick whichever team he wants to go for because he's got oh, a no trade clause, so the Texans yeah. can't pick which team he goes for. He does. So, yeah. but yeah, I I'm not going to hold my breath for it. But it it is nice to think about, isn't it? It is think you know it, the, it's when the you, fun you of pick the off season, the, isn't it? <laughs> in, uh, you know, he'll have to he'll have to compensate Mullins to take the number four shirt, obviously. But mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> he, he does the Niners gear. So I would have he him in a heartbeat, but uh, I, I would have him in a heartbeat, but I don't think it's going to happen. Purely yeah. because we're not going to give them the draft picks. Um, our, our salary cap at the moment is, is quite dire, and to be honest, we've got huge issues elsewhere because of the amount of free agents we've got. I, I think, to be honest, quarterbacks least of our worries. Um, I think yeah. it's going to be a very trying off season as far as the front office is concerned. We're going to see a lot of uh, good name players all leaving, um, which means potentially we're going to be considerably weakened. We might not be able to pick up better players to replace them. So I think we're definitely not going to be the same team next season and we could be significantly weaker on defence because we've got the free agents that are going. And depending on where um, Robert Salah ends up and what their team Cap is like, I'm sure he's going to take a bunch of players, yeah. and I could well believe yeah. that he takes Sherman as well and pays him yeah. what he wants so that he comes in as a leader so he can lead his defense. So, yeah, I, th- I think people need to actually 
look ahead a little bit and realize quarterback isn't our biggest need by yeah. a long shot. No, no, you're no, right. Think... And I think go, go on, Paul. Oh no, all I was gonna say, Nadji, is I'm quite glad we've had a gap from the Seahawks game to tonight. Because like you've said, the Seahawks podcast overreaction, that there's one guy in particular he's effing and Jeffing and he wants rid of Wilson. And look at where they are. The, the, the mortgage the future for Jamal Adams because they were in a win now mm. mode and like what Lee said there yes it's nice to Sean Watson would we have him he's an upgrade we've said all season long on this show we believe in the team and like Lee said whoever's QB1 will get behind and yes we would have him but like Lee said oh well, we're not going to give up 10 first round picks we've got other needs and let's just see I've got every confidence in the front office. And like Lee said, I, I'm leaning towards Jimmy being QB1. Like Lee said, everything that's coming out with Santa Clara, all the other needs that we've got. Um, but it is nice to dream. And I have seen a picture kicking about on Twitter with Deshaun mm. in a nice retro 16 Montana jersey. Yeah. It does look good. <laughs> that's all I was going to say, Najee. No, it's, you're right. I mean, you know, it's... That's what the off season is fun, um, and it, it's long off season when you support this sport. So you might as well have a conversation like this. And what would you give up for him? And what what would you know? And how how much is too far? And, and blah blah blah. But I think you're right, Lee. The, the fact that it looks like we we might lose Robert Saleh very very soon. And even though I was skeptical, I think the fact that he's he's had so many interviews and and. Yeah, I just I didn't see it at first, but there's a lot more job than I uh, than I thought. Uh, there's a couple of teams that I forgot about, and I think I think he's going to get a, a chance somewhere. Uh, and you're right, he's going to pull players with him. Um, Sherman, maybe one, um, you know, some some veterans to to start a culture and and the locker room right. I, I think that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if he pulls. Some of our uh, offensive players as well, um, you know, people that he, he knows uh, are going to work hard and uh, we can't afford or, or whatever. So um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Um, I wish him all the best. Um, he, he's a great coach and he's definitely proven this year and last year that he deserves a shot at, at the very least. Um, so f- fingers crossed for him, he doesn't end up in a terrible team and be one and done because he, he has no weapons or no nothing. So um, I hope I hope, I wish him all the best, really do. Um, but yeah, we we're kind of in the semi rebuilding mode. We've got coaches living left, right, and center. There's there's been rumors that Lafleur and um, and another one uh, might leave. So you know all those coordinators and all those assistants and. Katie Sowers, Katie Sowers is, is gone already. Um, so, you know, it's 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 not just players. Sometimes, like it, the the whole organization is is a bunch of people, and it all has to work together. Otherwise, you can't make a run for for the Super Bowl. If you've got the best team and terrible coaches, um, you're not going to win games, and, and vice versa. So, um, yeah, let's let's see what what the future holds. I think. I think we won't hear or see much until the playoff is over, until after the Super Bowl and, and they start announcing who's who and what's what. Well. Maybe maybe Saturday will get the job, uh, one of those jobs before, but I don't see much movement until, at, at least on, until after the championship weekend and when this weird Pro Bowl they're going to do is going to happen. Um, but yeah, do you guys want to talk about this weekend and 
something you yeah yeah like to talk about. So I was going to ask the question whether or not we want to talk about the defense in the Seattle game, but it was the normal defense that turned up. Everybody yeah. played the part, so yeah, let's skip past that. Let's go on to the wild card. The su- sorry, the super wild card weekend. Super. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get the I get the moniker. I get the they're trying to uh, brand it, it into yeah. it, it's new. Yeah, it's it's new with six games, and you know all of these teams are only two buys. Uh, I think it was a pretty good weekend of football. Um, enjoyed it. It was. Very good game. I must admit, I did not watch the Rams Seahawks game. I just can't bring myself to watch these two teams one more time. Um, I'm very happy the Seahawks lost. Um, I would have been less happy, I think, if the Rams had, uh, just because the, the Seahawks can always win a game somehow, some in some way, because of Wilson. Um, so I'm very happy they did, and in the fashion that they did with Jared Goff and Nine Fingers, basically. Uh, I mean, you know. So, uh, yeah. What do you What did you make of uh, of that game, guys? Did I know. I, uh, I didn't watch the Seahawks game. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I I gained the brownie points and said to Trace, "I won't watch that game Saturday night." <laughs> yeah. Whilst quickly refreshing the score on my phone, but to be fair, I'm glad I saved myself for the Sunday games. Yeah. Don't you have a story to share with us, Lee, from Sundays? Oh, yeah. yeah, go on. Then. I'll, I'll share games. that one now. So. <laughs> Sat and watched the uh, the first game, the six o'clock game, um, Titans Ravens, and thoroughly enjoyed it. A bit disappointed the Titans didn't win because that was my pick. Um, I actually thought um, Variable basically blew it when he didn't go for it on uh, four and two with eight minutes left in the fourth. Uh, but that's a different story. So it gets to the end of the game and it finished actually quite early. So I think we had really? a good thirty-five mm-hmm. minutes until the next game. Um, so I thought, right, I'll give me brother and my sister-in-law a ring because they're both football fans, um, brothers of Vikings fan, sister-in-law's a Jags fan, and see what they made of the first game. So I rang him, and I didn't even get any words out of my mouth, and the first thing he said was, are you ringing to talk about what happened to the coverage at the end of the game? I said, no. What, what, what do you mean? He says, well, they cut off before the game had finished. I said, no, no, it definitely went down the... The, the final whistle, said, no, no, they definitely cut off before the end of overtime. You what? What game were you watching? I've been watching the Bears Saints game. I said, you can't have. It doesn't start for another 35 minutes. What, what have you actually been watching? So I could hear him flicking through the channels and there's a gasp of, oh, I don't believe it. <laughs> so I said, what, what have you been watching? He'd had NFL Network on. And oh. he had to take his elder son to work. And when he came back, he forgot to change it from NFL Network to the live game. At the same time the live game was on, the Ravens-Titans, on NFL Network, they were shown the replay of the Saints-Bears game earlier on the season, which went into overtime. So my brother and my sister-in-law <laughs> sat through this full game because it was a full game replay and oh, watched wow. this game. So at this point, I mean, I'm, I'm laughing. There's alcohol coming out my nose. I'm laughing that much. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm aware that the silence on the other end of the phone, it's, it's not just my brother, but I could normally hear my sister-in-law in the background. So I said, uh, how Christine gone to bed. He says, you know what? She's been absolutely shattered all day and she wanted an early night. But she didn't want to miss this game because it was so good. She wanted to wait until the end of all the time. <laughs> so she's missed out on an early night to watch a game that was played two or three months ago. Yeah, <laughs> thinking it was the playoff. Player, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was absolutely in kinks. So we, we talked about uh, about the games on the Saturday night a bit, and then 
sat down to watch the uh, the Bears Saints game. Within five minutes of the kick of the Bears Saints game, he, he texted to say, hey, "Isn't that strange? The Saints have changed into the home jersey. They didn't have that on an hour ago." <laughs> <laughs> Absolute oh, comedy goal! I could not believe it. Oh, brilliant! Uh, yeah, that was a good game, though. Um, I think uh, I've got a, a, a very good friend of mine as a is a Titans fan, and he thought it was over when it was ten nothing, and Henry was going to take the game on his back and and run it. But there was something wrong about him. I don't know if he was not happy about the play calling, or if he was injured, or if he was tired, or something. But he wasn't right, and and when Henry is not right, I think the Titans aren't. Yeah, uh, unfortunately for them, and and I think you know we talk about Kid Hall being this stellar player and reminding us of it against the Seahawks Week 17. While Lamar Jackson is definitely something else too. I think you can you you know it's so many runs for no gain or one yard, and then all of a sudden it's 58 yards, and it looks like Madden all of a sudden make spin moves and sidesteps and and whatever. What what a player. Yeah, I feel it was a good game. Very interesting. Um, the Bears-Saints game, I actually started watching it on Nickelodeon because uh, <laughs> it was broadcasted there just to, to see what it was what and I quickly changed over because that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the slime cannons and whatever. I mean, well, it's for kids, I guess. And if it gets people, more people into football, why not? Um, but that was pretty boring. Um, I don't have high hopes for both of those teams or for, for the Saints in in a playoff the results of the whole no I would agree uh, with that I thought they were pretty poor last night yeah I mean the Bears D is very good but I I think they won't be able to keep up with the likes of Green Bay and and all the high scoring people like the Bucks um, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting yeah so Saturday, Saturday night late game or early Sunday morning game that turned out to be a lot closer and a lot better than I was expecting. So the Buccaneers game against the team from Washington. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more likely going to butcher his name, but uh, Chris Heineke, Heineke I, I thought yeah. he had a fantastic game. He did, yeah. Yes, it was very surprising. And that run he did to get the touchdown, excellent. Yeah, that Loved was pretty it. cool. Pretty special. I was quite gutted because I really wanted Alex Smith to start a playoff game. I think he deserved it. He's going to get a comeback player of the year, hands down. It's not going to be... So, so be hasn't close. he already been given that? Hasn't he already been voted? No, because NFL owners is just before the Super Bowl, isn't it? So, yeah. Right, I must have been looking at some other tweet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a given, right? Um, so I was a bit gutted for him and I wasn't expecting much from that game. I thought... You know, good defense versus Brady usually doesn't go well for the defense. Um, and, and, yeah, Washington was in it for, for quite some time. And they even came to a two-point conversion to tie in the game. And then who knows what happens if they did. And unfortunately, they didn't. But it's funny because they basically have the same blueprints as us. The Niners, they basically build an absolutely stellar D-line, um, you know, with good linebackers and and a decent secondary, and then just ride that to to keep game close and score points when you need them and and win games. Uh, you know that's that's how we won 13 games last year, basically. Very interesting. What did you make of the Buffalo Bills? I uh, yeah, you guys go ahead because I could talk about the Bills for a while. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that game, Lee. Um, 
I'm kind of rooting for them. Josh Allen was great. Yeah. He was very lucky at the end, though, wasn't he? Yeah, with, very. With the, uh, he was just trying to be a bit too much, wasn't he? He should have just gone down, then he tried to run around a little bit, and when that ball even popped out. Down, right? The first touchdown is a bit, ugh. A weird pass where he kind of pushes the ball more than throws it. It's just, I mean, ah, so that was interesting. What are you now? doing? So I, so I actually <laughs> watched the um, the Sky... So the Sky coverage? Yes, it was. The Sky coverage. Yeah, I watched it on Sky as well. And the analysis that Sean Gale gave was, was quite interesting because he turned around and said, well, actually, he thinks it's designed a player to do that because he really? said if it was supposed to be a run player, not a single one of the offensive linemen had tried to block downfield, tried to move I, downfield and create I, the gap. They I were all blocking too, as it was a pass. I reckon, I reckon it's designed in their playbook more than the design play. I think because of, of Josh Allen running... It's always a possibility that he's going to scramble and pass it, even on a running play. So I think they just don't block because they don't need downfield. But yeah, I think that was, yeah, maybe it was called like that, but I think it's just the way they, because Russell Wilson does the same, right? Sometimes he runs, sometimes he doesn't. And then I think the O-line is never downfield. And I think that's what they tell them to do. Yeah. So make sure you just block here. Don't go anywhere. Um, and then because he might come out of the pocket and start running or he might come out of the pocket and pass it. So you, you never know. So I think I think it's more by design. But yeah, I I think the bills are very interesting. Um, I can see them absolutely lay a massive egg or destroy everybody. It's really weird. It's a really weird team, but they're very interesting and they're quite fun, which which, you know, that's what you want. That's what you want to see in the playoffs. You want to see. Good football and some enjoyable games. Don't want to see a slugfest like like the Rams Seahawks because I did watch the the highlights and it, it was a bit boring. Yeah, it was. So the last game of the weekend was oh, crazy. Arguably, well, no, it's not arguably. It was without a shadow of a doubt the best game of the weekend. It was most surprising because it was the best game of the weekend and because of what the result was and Mm -hmm. who won it. Um, So the Brown Steelers, I mean, that first quarter, wow. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Yeah, it reminded me of the, what was it, the the Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, Yeah, the very first um, snap, yeah. Very much like it where... 28 points in the first quarter is kind of insane to come back from. And yet the Steelers were were 12 points away with the ball at one point. So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I called for a Browns win just because um, I had the feeling that they would play extra, you know, after not being in a playoff for was it 25 years or something. I think they, they're going to play with an, an extra edge and they did. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't expect a forty-eight to thirty-six or whatever game it was. It's crazy. But yeah, good game. Um, and now I've seen report that people are saying Ben Roethlisberger might be done. So very interesting. Yeah, so I think you Ben got to love the playoffs. Ben, ben has <laughs> kind of alluded to the fact that he might be done. The last yeah. couple of seasons, he's he's teetered on the edge of um, retirement. Yeah, I think so. I'll always jump back before he did a Brett Favre and retire for a couple of weeks and then come back again. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's funny because at the start of the show, we start talking about our own backup quarterbacks and how, how they're not very good because they can't uh, keep hold of the ball. We don't have the ball security. We, we have too many turnovers. 
And mm-hmm. I can guarantee you, every one of the, us on this show at the moment would take Ben Roethlisberger as a backup quarterback. <laughs> but the amount of turnovers he's had in the last couple of seasons yeah. has been unbelievable. But you'd still take him over Mullins and Bethard, purely because of what I mentioned at the start. He just gave that extra spark to the offense, or in yeah. his case, a hell of a lot extra spark than what the likes of Bethard and Mullins does. It's just how he has these crazy, um, crazy games. I mean, yeah. could, could you really? You'd have to point the finger at uh, Ben because he gets an awful lot of um, battered down interceptions or tipped interceptions. In fact, I think they put this out of last night and said he, he's had the most in the last yeah. couple of years. Um, so, yeah, it's it's strange to see him play some outstanding games followed by an almost Jameis Winston-like game where he's just <laughs> thrown picks to everyone. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that was a fantastic game to watch. Thoroughly enjoyed watching the uh, highlights. I actually watched them twice. I enjoyed that game so much. Um, it was really good to watch that. And over the moon, the Browns won. Over the moon, the Bills won. Um, for me, the Bills... They were a little bit disappointed on Saturday night. I expected yeah. more from them, but they also looked very nervous. I think mm. now they've gotten that first playoff win since, I think, 95 it is, yeah, 25 years. I mm-hmm. think now they've gotten that first playoff win, there might be less nerves going into the next game, and uh, hopefully it'll make for a better game all around. Yeah, it was like a nervy quarterfinal in, in English football game, wasn't it? The, the Bills, Colts, the both like ebbing and flowing but like you said lads that Steelers Browns game my brother-in-law is a, a Man U fan and he got into the NFL a couple of years ago when the Browns were on hard knocks and he said, these will be my team and then the next season they were terrible and he texted me this <laughs> morning to say I'm back on the Browns bandwagon <laughs> <laughs> so I just it was just wow just did not expect that especially I did enjoy the Saints Bears game but towards the end I was struggling I was like I'm not going to stay up for this one and then like yeah. you said Lee that first quarter was like wow I'm not going anywhere yeah but play a football do it all again yeah, this that's weekend it. that's it that's what it's all just, about just makes you think if we had a fully fit team I started to do what you were doing, Nadji. Think, oh, we've beaten Dallas, we've beaten Washington, we've beaten Philly. We could have been there, but I'll just sit back now and enjoy the rest. Anyone got a bold prediction for a winner? Are we not well, going down Bowl. that road yet? Yeah, Super Bowl. No, I'm, still, I'm still going Bills. Oh, I mean, that you want to win or that you think will win? I think either are. Yeah, no, no, I think I think they'll win. However, you know what? I've, I've got the sneaking suspicion that. Um, the game between the Browns and the Chiefs this weekend coming, that's going to be a cracking game. And yeah, I don't I know so. why, I just look at uh, Cleveland's defence and I think, you know what, that's going to match up very well against the Chiefs' offence. That game is going to be a lot closer than any of us can imagine. Mm. Now that I've said that, the Chiefs are going to win a blowout game <laughs> because <laughs> I am the Chiefs. <laughs> but no, I, th- I, think well, that's, I think that's actually going to be a really... Good game to watch. I think it's going to be a really um, close game and potentially even a really high-scoring game as well. And if yeah. the Browns do advance to the FC Championship game and it's the Bills that they play, then I think the Bills have got it. I think the Bills are going to get the Super Bowl and they'll knock off Green Bay if Green Bay can get past um, the Buccaneers. Just because mm. it's in Lambeau, I mean, that does give them the advantage, but the Buccaneers turned them over earlier on in the season. It did. Mm. So no reason they can't do it a second time. Although yeah, I mean, Tom Brady I've, I've does not like playing in the cold. Because um, 
because that's what I called in 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 a bracket that I've done with some friends, and I think I think the Browns are gonna go to the Super Bowl. I don't know why. Ooh. I just have I just have a feeling. Um, it just I re- I remember seeing Baker Mayfield in in the playoff in college, and he was just di- a different player then. Um, on the big stage and in front of everybody, he just seemed to play so much better than the regular season. And I think he showed it yesterday. He played really, really well. Um, and and having this kind of win against the Steelers and that monkey off their back, it, I think I think they can turn the shift over. You know, sometimes having a bye week is bad for you. You're a bit sluggish. And I know it's the Chiefs, but their defense isn't very good. And 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 the Browns D is very good. So I and the Chiefs have been not great this this season. They haven't blown anybody. It's always been close. So I think if the if the Browns can beat the Chiefs, which I know is a tall ass, but if they do it, I think they could go all the way. And, and I think the Bucks will be in it. I just it's Tom Brady. I, mm. I'll never count him out until he's he's out. You can't count him out basically. There's just an inevitability about the Buccaneers, isn't there? They, you know, yeah. getting as the world card. You're just like, oh god, you can just see it, can't you? Yeah, you can. But I, I, I'd love to see the Bills win it as well. From you know, remembering their their back to back to back to back losses. Yeah, you know, I, and and to be honest, I, you know, I've got no objection really for any team that's never won the Super Bowl. I, no, you know, absolutely. there's none of the teams that have never won it that I'd. I'd begrudge them winning it. So, yeah, you know, Bills-Browns, that'll be awesome. However, I, I think the Ravens are going to knock off the Bills next week, sadly, because the Ravens were 6-5, and five, and then they finished the season 11-5, and five, and no one's talking about them. And that's yeah, so different true. from last year when they were Lamar's MVP from talking about from week six. We, you know, we've got, you know, we're going to the Super Bowl. They were saying that in week eight. And then, yeah. of course, they got knocked off by the Titans. This year has been very different. I think they've had the the kick in the backside they need, and they're just quietly hammering away with that run game uh, and and a, an angry defense. And I I think because no one's talking about Baltimore, and I I think they sure. they've just got that extra bit of experience on the Bills from having been there last year uh, and failing to turn up against the Titans. You, That's you true. Know, I will say though, um, I. I used to be a, a fan of the Ravens. I really enjoyed the team. Um, I think the great coaches, great mentality. But the way they celebrated that win yesterday um, against the Titans by, or was it the pick, on stamping on the logo in the midfield and being extremely disrespectful, I, to me, that's not something I want to see in my team. I would be devastated if any of my players, if any of the Niners players did that, I think I would, I would ask him for him to be jet out of town as soon as possible. But I thought that was not pretty. And, and just for that reason alone, I hope they get their ass handed to them um, <laughs> against the Bills. Um, I, I just, I, there's no I, need for it. So I saw that, but apparently the Titans had done that to Baltimore the last time they played. So it's, that was... It's, it's no reason, though. It's, I just, it, it's a national stage. You're in front of... The kids are watching this and they're going to do the same. It's just not a good exit. I just don't like it. Um, no, yeah, there's no need for it. Yeah. Shake hands, say well play, and then do whatever you want when you're in the locker room. That's fine. Um, you know, but it, it, it's a sport. Like it's just, it's just a game. Just you know, there's no need for disrespect at all. Is it, That's anyone my take. Rams are going to beat the Packers. No. Oh, no. Nah. Nah. 
No, no, with half a quarterback, I think. I think if Goff was healthy and hadn't been on a slump, maybe. Because just purely on the back of the defense. The defense is too good. But So the Rams aren't playing the Packers. The Bucks are playing the Packers. No, the oh, Packers. Yeah. oh, sorry, sorry, you're right. The Rams are playing the Packers. No, no yeah, right. So yeah. and in Green Bay, after being in LA all year, nah, too cold. <laughs> but actually there's something we haven't talked about. The the quarterback controversy in LA. Mm. So Jared Goff yeah. practiced all week, and according to reports, he, he was fine. And then it was a game day decision to let Walford uh, start under centre because he gave them the best opportunity to win the game. And I think it was one of the around the podcast, around the podcast, around the NFL podcast guys turned around and said he was benched. The bench Goff. Don't don't make any mistake about it. It wasn't because yeah. he was injured. He was throwing that ball fine. He was throwing it fine all week. He was throwing it fine on the uh, in the practice before the game. He was benched in favour of who they thought could uh, better provide the win. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah we, you know, think, we, our quarterback been... situation, and we haven't paid someone like Goff what forty million he's getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's Something he's like very very mediocre. I think. Yeah, yeah. I have a good friend who's a Rams fan. He got into the spot a couple of years ago. And he always says to me, he'd have Jimmy G in a heartbeat. Um, that's how I knew they were playing Green Bay this weekend because my other friend who's a super Aaron Rodgers fan, they've had a bit of a grudge match. Eh, appropriate grudge match in the group chat today, you know, the banter's flowing. And mm-hmm. uh, the the Green Bay fan is full of beans. He's definitely, he's ruling everyone out. Rodgers is going to just march to the MVP and the Super I'd Bowl. Be so. I'd be careful. I'd be careful. It's the playoff. Anything can happen. But no, but like Lee said, Brady, the uh, Rogers v Brady in the NFC Championship game. That's uh, that's going to cool. be crazy. Well, yeah, like, 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 like yeah, I think you said. I agree with you there, Gar. I think it'll be the Bucks, and it could be like you said, if not, you know, could be the Ravens versus the Chiefs in one side, Brady versus Rogers, and then it looks like it's going to be a quarterback showdown that the NFL wants. But I'm rooting for yeah, the Bills. To be it's honest, it's quite funny, lads. actually, isn't it? The, the NFC is basically the the old timers, so Rogers and Breeze <laughs> and and Brady <laughs> uh, playing against each other, and then the other side it's Mayfield, Jackson, and you know, and Allen. It's, and Mahomes, it's the sexy young ones. Yeah, it's all the sexy young ones. So and, and Mahomes, obviously. Um, so, do you yeah. think um, when you talk about those four youngsters, there, do you think that adds a bit of fuel to the fire for the Forty Nine er talk about the quarterbacks? Do you think people look at them for? Well, if you look at all the quarterbacks still in, do you think people want, you know, a mixture of either someone like Josh Allen or do they want someone like Aaron Rodgers or, you know, we talked at the start of the show to Sean Watson. Do you see what I mean? Do you think? Yeah, I see what you mean. I think think the Niners' fan base has got a good grasp on what Kyle's system is and we know we don't need a Mahomes or, or a Rodgers, even though it wouldn't hurt. I think having somebody like... I've referenced it before, but I think having somebody like Tannehill that just does what it's supposed to do really well, and it's never super flashy, it's just on point. Um, that's what you want. So, And I think people, the Niners fans, kind of understand that. We, we have a lot of faith in Kyle and, and the rest of the team. We know we've got kill. We know we've got a good run game, no matter who the running back will be next season, because that's a different conversation we can have um and you know now that we've got Ayuk and Debo 
which are threats on the outside as well as in the passing game, you know, as well as the running game. Um, I think people understand that, and I think that's why people get excited about hearing about Watson or drafting such and such. But I think ultimately everybody will be happy if Jimmy plays, as long as he plays. I think that's the problem, isn't it? That he's yeah. been too injured. Um, but I think if we go into next year with Jimmy fully healthy and he, he gives us 16 games um, by the end of 2021, I think everybody will be happy with the front office if we don't draft a QB uh, at all, you know. So um, if, it's, if it's Jimmy gives us 16 games next season, we will be NFC champions again. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I'm I'm I was on the uh, draft a QB and get rid of Jimmy kind of thing, mostly because of the contracts and because it, it would free money so we could resign people. But I'm all on board on drafting a prospect, um, maybe somebody like uh, Carl Trask or um, the other guy from Dakota, the, uh, Trey Lance, you know, somebody like that. Maybe we can, you know, trade down and get some picks and draft the late, late first round or something. And let him sit for a year or two and and see what's what. I'd, I would be very happy with it because it would mean that a we would be competitive this year, next year with Jimmy's contract. And after that, no matter what happens, either we resign Jimmy or no, we would be competitive for five, six, seven years, and we don't lose Warner, we don't lose Bossa, we don't lose um, Kittle and Debo and Ayuk if they turn out to be worth keeping. So I mean, we'll talk about this when when we do draft and stuff, but that's where I'm at now. Um, and I wasn't there about a few weeks ago, but, you know. Yeah, that's fun. It's interesting that you mentioned Tannehill there, actually, just before we finish. Like, I was watching that game thinking, as a 49er fan, Christ, our play-action play it would free up yeah. the running back game. You know, like you said there, Tannehill, he just, when you're looking in the playoff quarterback, he just, he, he was crying out for him to do something a little bit extra. Like Lee said, you know, yeah. I think Jimmy G would have, would be would be better and I was just thinking I've got confidence in Shanahan confidence in our scheme and um, I'm glad Lee mentioned it at the start about Jimmy because I'm on that same page how, how are you feeling Gareth would you be happy going in with Jimmy as QB1 yeah yeah totally you know we you know because look, look at what we were talking about him last season saying how, how good he was and all that all that good stuff we just it's just it's disappointing and frustrating we haven't been able to to see if if we can get more good Jimmy than bad Jimmy out of a season, which is all that he needed to do. He just needed to avoid and clean up his game, avoid those silly interceptions um, and avoid the bad Jimmy and, and just see more of the good Jimmy. And it's just been frustrating that we haven't been able to have that evaluation. But yeah, I, I, I ultimately think he, he'll still be our quarterback next season. Um, I think because of the way his contract is structured, there may be a... Uh, uh, we may be able to free up a bit more cap space out of his contract because we, we potentially have that ability to to do something with his contract. Uh, and I, I, th- I think you know, Naji said it. We've we've got bigger problems than I expected coming into this off season. We need half an O line, uh, in my opinion, and probably half a D line. Um, and that's where we've probably got to go in the draft. And like you said, maybe maybe it's going to even be trading back and and trying to get some guys at the bottom end of the first and, and early second. Because uh, yeah. I think we, we, we've got the skill positions um, and we've got the linebackers. Um, but yeah, 
you know, we need centre and guard probably, and we need, you know, a safety corner. Um, but particularly if Salah goes, you know, we're up to what seven, eight, nine picks, something like that. So mm, ten, I think. Yeah, you know, um, I I don't necessarily think we should spend it on a quarterback. However, of course, you've always got that thing where one of those hot talents somehow falls to us, and then you've got that decision to make. Um, though I think there's quite a few teams, more teams than you might immediately think of, that want a quarterback. We've talked about it. Pittsburgh yeah. need one. You know, Atlanta should be thinking about one. Uh, new New uh, New Orleans are thinking about one, or should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Tampa has to think about one because Brady's only got another year left. There's there's yeah. a lot of teams who would potentially, if one of those big quarterbacks that that people are talking about, like they always do, if one of them's left at twelve. That pick could suddenly become very valuable if, very if there's somewhere yeah. who really fancies that guy that's left. And and if Shanahan doesn't, then you know you could get quite a lot for someone jumping up from say pick twenty five, twenty six, who wants to jump all the way to pick twelve. That's a big yeah. jump. Yeah, that's that's extra first round material, isn't it? Mm. For next year or whatever. Yeah, I think you know. We're all worried about all these free agents and the, the one thing you can do to to counter that is just draft a lot of people um, and, you know, manipulate the draft to try and get as many picks as you can. You know, they fr- they're too free. That's where that's where the value picks are when, you know, big picks like Warner and Greenlaw. And if you can get players like that on your team, not obviously not necessarily as good as, as Warner. I think that's kind of lucky and and once in a few few draft time but you just load up with 10 12 players uh, you know you sign a bunch of undrafted and and then all of a sudden your free agent problem isn't so much of a problem anymore if you can if you can match talent at least or you know potential talent to to where you have i think we talked about it you know especially with sherman and what he showed us this year um because do you want to pay somebody 20 million or do you want to give, you know, two guys that can potentially be at least as good as him, you know, 500,000 and then, and then you can use that money somewhere else um, to, you know, reward people that deserve it. So wet was better than Sherman this year. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, he played as well. You know, I think we need to have a look at that because, it's killed us this year big time. Um, it's cost us the season injuries. Last year, arguably, it could have. We, I think we were lucky. We, we did lose, you know, Quan Alexander and um, uh, Ford was was out for a bit. Kator was out for a bit. I mean, we still managed to win games, but these guys were out. And it's just, you can't have people that just chronically injured forever unless there are people like Kittle which you know they come back and you're like oh yeah we missed you we, we know why we have you um but Sherman when he came back didn't make much of a difference he had a good game against the Rams and then that was it he was he was pretty terrible against Washington and, and against Dallas so um yeah I you know I think it's you're gonna have to put your your foot down and say look you, you don't you gave us so many games this year. Uh, we need we need 16 games. And 20 million doesn't doesn't buy that. And you, you know it's. I mean it's a business. It's very difficult to do. I'm, I'm sure. And that's why these people get paid a lot of money. Uh, you know, general managers and all that. But I think we, we're, we're no, going to have to. 
you know, we talk about the changes, you know, coaches come and go, uh, yeah. all the big turnover of players. Your foundation is your head coach and GM. Uh, and I think we've got a good foundation there. And yeah, we do. We know we have been perhaps a little bit hit and miss in the draft, but I think each draft we've everybody got, is. Yeah, and, and you're right. Everybody, everybody is. I mean, you, you know, you can you can dwell on the Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster, or you can talk about George Kittle and, and Fred Warner, can't you? Yeah, so, exactly. um, but I, th- I think we have got better, and I think uh, Lynch has shown that he's good in uh, you know the mechanics of the draft, moving around the draft board and getting picks out of teams. What what yes. we spend those picks on, you're right, is a bit more of a lottery. But I think Lynch has shown that he's good at. You know, we we haven't blown a load of draft picks and got nothing back. No, that's true. Yeah, it's Wait, exciting. For a future pod, I think, isn't it? So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Right, guys. Hours of content. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that was an hour of content there. So, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I'm glad you've had a good new year. And uh, like I said at the start, hopefully we'll go on and have a cracking year this year. Um, hopefully the pandemic will peter out towards the end of the season uh, sorry towards the end of the year um just as the season's kicking off again and we see uh stadiums full of fans again because I, I think that yeah. makes a difference as well it does yeah that, uh 49er faithful uk meetup as well so. oh yeah yeah mm. definitely without a shadow of a doubt and uh, i'm glad you mentioned that so yes we have a virtual 49er faithful mm. um tailgate on super bowl sunday um, the reason I chose half seven is because I expected everybody to do pretty similar things to what I do. Now I go to bed about half nine um, and get up uh, half eleven uh, just before the the game kicks off. I don't bother with all the crap before the game, um, just before the game kicks off, so you can get a couple of hours in there. Um, oh, but yeah. apparently there is a few people who do go to bed a little bit earlier than me. Um, but I thought if we could have it for half seven. Um, we can have it for like 90 minutes, go up to 9 o'clock, have a few drinks, have a bit uh, crack on with fellow-minded uh, 49 Fearful fans, and then that'll set us up just nicely for the Super Bowl, whoever's I in it. I assume you, you started drinking at, at 7.30 and, and <laughs> get, get yourself It's Super Bowl Sunday. I, I start drinking about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, mate. <laughs> That's why I always need to go to bed before the Super Bowl. <laughs> Good strategy. Yeah. Right. Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. If you haven't done so already, please rate us on iTunes and remember to subscribe to ensure you get the latest podcasts when they are released. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for 49 at Faithful UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Francisco 49 is deep in the heart, like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark, Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99, don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time, John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline, NDB, greatest owner of all time, Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick, we're all students of Bill Walsh, don't ever forget.